0: Number one Thanksgiving side for me is green bean casserole.
1: I'm a broccoli cheese casserole guy.
0: Broccoli cheese? I don't think I've ever, broccoli ever had that.
1: Rice. Broccoli cheese rice casserole. Interesting. You put some, like, chicken in it, too? Oh, it's really good. Okay. Yeah, it's, it's really good. I'm
0: coming over to your house for Thanksgiving, then. and step your premium Texas high school football podcast from your friends, your amigos, your homies at Dave Campbell's Texas Football and texasfootball.com I am the tep Greg Tepper and I am the step Matt Step Thank you for being a Dave Campbell's Texas Football insider. We love you very very much. Uh, you are our favorites and happy playoffs and happy Thanksgiving. Yes. This is truly like the most wonderful time of the year.
1: Yeah, uh it's awesome. I think Gabe Brooks had mentioned this on Facebook, and I posted on Twitter. Is this the best week of the year? Like oh, just yeah. The week? Yes. Because, like, like, I went to work today, and there's, there's really nothing going on at work this week. You know, mm-hmm. everybody's out on Wednesday, and, you know, you get Thanksgiving on Thursday, and you just have football all day Friday. It's great. It's gonna be this great. is an elite week. And it's also my birthday week, too. Oh, when's your birthday? It's Sunday.
0: Oh, happy birthday! This is the this is the Matt Step birthday edition of Tap and yeah, That's right. Uh, thank you for being Dave Campbell's Texas Football Insider. Uh, we are going to certainly give you a little bit of our overreaction to uh, a. We're on the we're on the premium podcast, so I don't mind dropping a hard A. Um, a wild
1: ass. Yeah, it was pretty by district crowd. Usually, there's like one, maybe two, just like wow upsets, and we had it's several. We had like we legit, did. like three games that made my jaw drop. Yeah, I mean, and then there were several others that yeah. were were near misses and games that were close. Um, it was it was pretty. The, the, obviously, Cedar Hill losing to Pierce was probably the most jaw dropping. Unbelievable. Uh, I mean, I would say of the three, Mesquite Horn going to Temple and winning was kind of a, a, a distant third to me. Yeah, I think mean, a Spearman beating Cisco, Spearman over Cisco is wow. Spearman, Spearman over Cisco is
0: one that is not getting nearly the no, credit. No, a
1: tremendous Cisco. I mean, I'm talking to uh, you know uh, Dan Youngblood, our friends at Big Country Press. Mm-hmm. They really thought Cisco could legitimately be right there with Canadian and Yeah, and Spearman. <laughs> I a picked, fourth place Spearman team beats beats children. I mean, Cisco. I picked them
0: in the I picked them in the um in uh, to to win the region.
1: To win region one. Okay. I picked Cisco. Now I will say, uh if you look at if you go back and look at our preseason hipster picks, uh oh. Spearman was a hipster oh pick. Oh my god. If you go back and look, Spearman was a hipster pick.
0: Those oh, are so. the insights that you come to Dave Campbell's Texas football for. So, uh before we get into that, before we really overreact to everything, let's this is your, by the way. This is your area round review, or re- preview, and your by district review uh, edition of TEP and Step, uh, exclusively for you. This is your podcast. We do it for you. Um, but we you. before we get into that, it is time, as always, for your Texas high school football fun fact of the week. Your Texas high school football fun fact of the week, Step. How many overtime games did we have in the by district round of the playoffs? I imagine you can think of like a couple off the top yeah, of your I don't head. I know a uh, couple. Tyvee and Bastrop was one. Mm-hmm.
1: Um, Tyvee and Bastrop went to two overtimes. <coughs> yeah, sorry. Um, and there was that's the one that jumps off the page to me. I'm gonna I'm gonna throw out. I know there's at least three or four. I'll I'll say six. I'll go half dozen. Would you
0: believe eight? Okay, eight. Louisville and Keller played three oh, overtimes. Yeah.
1: Louisville Louisville Keller is a big one. <laughs>
0: Klein Oak and Spring went to two overtimes. Low-scoring game. Very low-scoring. Spring was at 14 nothing in that game, too. Yeah. Eagle Pass and PSJA went to overtime. Yep. Austin LBJ and Cedar Park went to overtime. Another low-scoring mm-hmm. game. 10-7 Cedar Park. The uh,
1: complete opposite of that was the Tyvee Bastrop game. You know, Bastrop led that game 49-28 with 9 left and lost. Oh, my gosh. No, yeah. I did not know that. Bastrop led by 21 points with less than 10 minutes left. Oh, my gosh. Springtown and Herford went to overtime. Yep. Uh,
0: Her- Springtown was a big in that game too. Yeah, that, I want to say they were like twenty-one big. nothing or something. A and, loss for the porcupines. and I remember looking at that, being like, "All right, they got that," and like no longer paying attention to. Hondo and Lano in a game that we I tweeted about. I said was too close to call. Lano and Hondo went to overtime.
1: Football geniuses here. Lano
0: went overtime. And finally, Dallas Madison and Van Alstein.
1: Shout out to the Trojans. I'm Marcus Gates. I'm, I'm That's happy. a great win for them. Great win for that program. Really,
0: really cool. So that is your Texas High School Ball Fun Fact of the Week. Eight overtime games in the first round of the Texas High School football playoffs. All let right, right. Let's, let's do spend just a couple of minutes talking about the chaos of round one. And what's funny is that it wasn't equal opportunity. It's not like because sometimes it feels like something there's something that gets in the air and then it's like everything st- crazy starts happening. And also, by the way, it's very rare that this happens in by district. Usually, this happens in
1: the area round. This
0: round, yes, in area. Yeah. Area is usually the one that you go whoa.
1: Instead, because the really good teams, maybe who we think are really good but haven't mm-hmm. been tested, get their first real test this week. Yeah, that kind of thing. But this this round was weird because you you had. It was feast or famine in a lot of ways because a lot of the one four matchups were just absolute blowouts, mm-hmm. kind of what we expected. You know that kind of we expected a lot of lopsided results and we got them. But then we also had this rash of four versus fours beating ones. You know, like another one that didn't talk about much was that Clarendon overall. Yeah, Clarendon overalls.
0: Um, Haskell beat Eldorado, which is a four over one. Very Euless Trinity drive, yeah. 20, plays, twenty play, twenty play, ninety six yards. yards. I wonder that's, what
1: the time of the possession wasn't. It drive. was like
0: six forty on that on that's that drive. A, that's a, <laughs> a quick drive. That's actually. a quick twenty play drive. Yeah, uh, just a real quick twenty play drive, bang that up. Yeah, no, but kidding. what's funny is that there were some brackets that got totally turned upside down. Three A Division two, I think, especially in Region one with the Cisco loss, gets totally turned upside down. Six A Division two, I have a point to make about this in in a moment, but. Um, That got turned upside down, especially that left side with Cedar Hill and Temple going down. Mm. But then there were other ones that were, like, almost exclusively chalk.
1: Like, 4A Division 1, a lot of chalk. Um, There's all the higher-seeds ones, except for, I guess... One versus two, where we had a, a couple of two and eight teams win for uh, San Angelo, Lakeview, and Big Spring winning first round playoff games with two and eight records. Yeah. <laughs> you know,
0: 5A Division I um, had a couple of ones. Uh, the Colony going down to Mansfield, Timberview yeah. is one that I don't think enough people are talking about. That's a bit of a surprise. Nice win for the Wolves. Yeah, really nice win. Um, you get that. Um, there were a lot Maynard of. Maynard beating Dripping mm-hmm. That's a four over a one. Um, I thought that. Um, what else?
1: Adeline Cooper, technically, yeah. Four over a one, going to El Paso. and being Yeah, El Paso
0: Eastwood. That was a that was a really good one. Well. Yeah, there there were a handful of, of really big upsets uh, that you go, oh wow, okay, cool, cool. Um, so now, we're, but the thing is, I'll just say this. Obviously, with Temple going down to um, Mesquite Horn and to with Cedar Hill going down to, um, uh, Richard Pierce, and Pierce. Yeah. Thank you. Longview, guys, guys. It's lining up. This is the moment. Okay, I mean this in a very nice way. If you don't do it this year, you're you're gonna think about it forever.
1: (laughs) I mean, I hate to be like that, but it's the truth, right? I'll say something that's a little off color, but they'll take it to their effing grave. It really is. It It feels that way. It is all
0: lining up. All of it. Because even you, you... Like, you start to look at that bracket, and there... Look, there's still some really good teams. Yeah, Klein,
1: collins next round, potentially.
0: There's still it. some really good teams left there. But here's the thing. They could prosper this week. They're going to be considerable favorites over prosper. Absolutely, Considerable Absolutely. favorites. Vandergrift and Collins is a tough game. You only got to play one of them. Yep. Cy Ranch and Westfield are... One of them is going to get knocked out.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: You... Like... It's all lining up perfectly, and b- right now, by the way, it's probably lining up that you're going to see Arlington probably. Mm-hmm. And they would have to be a favorite to come out of Region One now.
1: And I think Longview would be a Longview would be. Over I think
0: Longview would be a, a favorite and maybe a considerable favorite yep. over Arlington. Absolutely. This is the year. It the moment, has man. to happen for Longview this year, and I hate to put that kind of pressure on them, but that was all I was thinking about. It's like Temple's gone, Cedar Hill's gone, it's Longview. It's got to be Longview they got to get there Anyway That was my thought uh, Overall Those are Overall You know It was was, was, of course a fun week We also had like a bunch of near misses Like Shadow Creek
1: was In the Hashtag Danger zone Halton was in the danger zone
0: Halton was in the danger zone Uh, We had a lot of teams That entered Steel Steel was down Steel was
1: down 17-6 Childress was down At halftime To Ballinger Yeah that's right Losing to Ballinger at halftime That was one so there, there were several... There were a number of that were just, like,
0: super like near misses that you go, uh-oh. Enzo got
1: pushed by Barbers Hill. Yeah,
0: oh, big time. They got pushed big time. Um, it was a weird... Um, you know what? what? Let me ask you. What do you make of Westlake and, and, and Schertz Clemens?
1: 28 Twenty eight
0: fourteen? It's not a terrible Clemens team, but... oh, That's a team, honestly, yeah. you should take care of business.
1: Yeah, I mean... Uh, I don't, I don't. I can't think who Westlake has this week. Westlake's got... I can pull this up. Oh, they have Brennan. If they tool around
0: against yeah, Brennan, they're going to get
1: beat. Because Brennan's better than yes. Clemens. Yes, they
0: are. If they tool around against Brennan, yeah. they're going to get beat. I, another one that kind of flew into the radar, speaking of San Antonio, Reagan over O'Connor. Not necessarily that it happened, but in the fashion that it happened. Yeah, that
1: was one... That's O'Connor's one of those live by the sword, die by the sword things. David Molesky at O'Connor is known as a gambler. Mm-hmm. He will go for it on fourth down... He will onside kick. He will fake punt. He's known as a gambler, and a lot of times it keeps him in games, and they win games they probably shouldn't win, and it kind of backfired on them. Where they, I think they they went for it on fourth down three straight times, mm-hmm. and failed on all three times, and got down twenty four nothing against Reagan, and just dug themselves too big of a hole. So yeah, it's kind of one of those things you live by the sword, you die by the sword.
0: No, it, yeah it's it it was a it was a wild wild first week of the Texas high school football playoffs. Ready for more, I cannot wait for. Um, for, for more it's going to be great by the way I want to look this up real quick so our data partner Jerry Forrest tracks the biggest upsets I want to see where that Richardson Pierce because I know that they were th- they were they were like 36 point underdogs yeah. in that game to Cedar Hill um,
1: What that ranks the biggest upsets where, where, of the year yeah
0: but the, you know, he does it in a weird way that's like if you're a 10 point favorite or 10 point underdog but you win by 14 that counts as like a 24 point swing which I don't like to be real honest, I wish I could sort that another way, but um, let's see week twelve. Yeah, I mean this it's it's up there. It's one of like the top forty, the top handful of of big time upsets because it's just like there's a few others like um, Haltom's win over Trinity uh, ranks up there, um, but Pierce over Cedar Hill is easily the biggest six A. Um, upset of the week and the biggest upset of the week uh, last week. Okay,
1: I'll tell you one thing looking ahead. This is kind of an overarching thought. Mm -hmm. I was thinking about this yesterday. The undefeated Metroplex teams in 6A all have really unique and tough tests this week. They do. You're right. I mean, you look at Allen and they've got Rockwall. Haltom, I think, has got a really tough test against Midland Lee. Arlington's playing a red-hot Tascosa team. Um, Southlake Carroll's got DeSoto. So there's a lot of the, uh, the undefeated teams in the Metroplex have some uh, really intriguing tests this week that, that I think will be interesting to see if they can pass them.
0: It'll be a lot of fun. I'm excited about this. Let's get to our draft. If this is your first podcast with us, welcome. Um, the way we do this is that Step and I go back and forth, picking games uh, to which ones we have to pick or which ones we, would, we are most interested in. Once it's picked, it's off the board. Um, and uh, we had a coin flip beforehand. I, I won the coin flip. Dang it. Thanks, man. Um. so I normally like to be big school snob because that's just how I am I'm a big school snob
1: very
0: let me let's dust off name brand Tepper let's dust, let's dust off small school Tepper and let's talk about what's going on Friday night in Mahaya. about mm. 3A Division 2 Region 2 an underrated region by the way that is a brutal region yeah. two big games this one I'm really interested in Clifton and Holiday too yeah. but
1: Buffalo, hanging out out Buffalo the
0: just chilling. They got the, probably the better draw, the best draw of that. This week for sure. They're they're on well, they're on the side of the bracket you probably want to be on. But in any case, it's Lexington. It's Gunner. It's a three A Division two regional or area round matchup in Mahia six o'clock. And I mean, this is going to be a banger, guys. This is this is so much fun. And to me, this game comes down to. What happens when the Lexington offensive machine runs into one of the best defenses in the state? Because Gunner's defense is stupid. It's really good. It's stupid. They fly around, and it is is. They turn re- you over. To make plays. They, they do everything well. Yeah, they by they way, are. Dylan Jance is back. Is he back?
1: He had an interception return for a touchdown and a punt return for a touchdown last week.
0: Did he really? Yes, he did. I might need to record re record some of my because I thought i, I didn he didn't have it. They must not have updated Max preps because the stats Sorry. Well, crap, I need to reach out to Max. Sorry, Greg. Oh, dang it. Uh, so he's back. But,
1: but that's a, I mean, but he's just one guy on that defense, but there's, but there's, there's lots of playmakers on that gunner defense.
0: But Dylan Jance is uh Dylan Jance is the quarterback of both sides of the ball. He's he's their go to guy. He's their he's the he's the superstar for them. Um what happens when Lexington's big-time offense, which we knew they were going to be able to run the ball with Speedy Cooper, but the addition of Sheldon Springer, this freshman quarterback, he's been such a revelation for Lexington, and he's given them that extra edge that um, I think that's I think there's, it's going to be fantastic. I'm really excited about that. The other side's interesting too. Lexington's defense is good, and they're especially good, honestly. Like the place that they are pretty good is, is stopping the run. Their front seven's pretty solid. Aaron Allert, their linebacker, it's pretty good. You know what Gunner's going to do? They're going to run that kind of pistol option offense type thing. Um, it's going to be great, and I'm really, really excited to see what happens when these when, when these two go at it. The computer has this a two point game in favor of uh, Gunner. Um, I think having uh, if if Dylan Jance is back, uh, that's huge. That's huge. Yeah,
1: I mean, because he, he's Dylan Jance is a Division one football. Oh, for so sure. At this level, that's just a That's a
0: that's a game changer. Yeah, so um yeah, if that yeah. is if that's the case. I think the yeah.
1: key for Gunner in this one is is obviously that they do they do run the ball very well, but Gunner has shown this year they can throw the ball with mm-hmm. They won the state 7 on 7 championship. Ethan Everson at quarterback gives them a different dimension offensively. When you over over commit to stopping that offense, that that running game, they can hit you over the top of the passing game. Yeah. I mean, that's really what makes Gunner um, really elite this year is the ability in the passing game. To be yeah, games. I think I think they, so too. They struggled last year throwing the football. I mean, we yes. saw it against, in the state championship game against that Newton defense when they had to throw it they really struggled. This year that they throw the ball much better.
0: Yeah. Uh, that is I'm really excited about that about about Lexington and Gunner. I think there is a fair argument. If you want to tell me that the winner of this game plays for a title, I'd listen to it. Absolutely. Um, I think
1: the winner of this game is 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 they're the favorite. They're probably going to make the regional title game for sure. For
0: sure, they're the favorite out of region two. I would say Clifton, Clifton's hanging around, yeah. but they'd be at no worse than co-favorite to come out of that region. Region two is better than region one, and because um, well, I think so. And well, let's put, let's put it this way: let's just say it's Canadian and Gunner. The advantage goes to Gunner. Yeah, I mean, Gunner's, Gunner's. They've proven had it. Their number last year they've had their so. number. So I'm going to go. I, I really like Lexington and Gunner. That's my number one pick. What's your number one pick, All Matthew? Right.
1: <laughs> I'm gonna go play all, I'm gonna go big school down all the way down to small school. So I'm gonna start in Class 6A. Uh, and the 6A game that I'm most intrigued by is the one that's closest to us. Mm-hmm. Uh, undefeated number one Allen taking on Rockwall Friday six o'clock at Williams Stadium in Garland. Everything about this game intrigues me, f- starting with the location of this game. Yeah, uh, it's Williams Stadium's a, a fine facility, but it only seats ten thousand. It is going to be an absolute hot ticket to get to this game. It will be a complete sellout, no question about it. Two really good fan bases that are going to fill the place up. Um, both head coaches have ties to Garland ISD and Homer Johnson at Garland High School. Mm-hmm. They've both been around, been there as assistants. Um, these two programs, they haven't played a lot, but they're familiar with each other just because of proximity. Um, and I'm really fascinated to see the chess match and, and what wrinkles that Rodney Webb at Rockwall is going to throw at the Allen Eagles, who are Goliath? They are the big bad wolf. Mm-hmm. They are everything. They are they are they are this everything about Allen. They're bigger. They're they're better. They've won so many games. They're just this big bad monster. And you got Rockwall coming in. Had been a good team recently, but hasn't has, hasn't really had that breakthrough mm-hmm. type in. I guarantee you Rodney Webb is going to have a ton of wrinkles for this game. Um, because I think they're going to need it. They're going to have to – because they, I don't think they can physically match up with Allen. No. Allen, especially in the trenches, is going to be dominant. But what Rockwall does have is they have an elite quarterback. They have an elite playmaker on offense. They're really good on special teams. If they could steal a few possessions against Allen and get this game into a shootout, mm-hmm. I think they've got a shot to keep it at least competitive, which we have not seen all year from Allen.
0: We have not, for all the things that we have seen Allen pl- – all the pl- teams we've seen Allen play – I don't think they played a team with an elite offense. Mesquite Horn in the early going in the opener was still finding their way.
1: Yes, playing the East is probably the closest. They I saw. would, but they were a defensive team. That's a team yeah. that plays defense. They first. had some offensive playmakers, but their level of execution consistently just wasn't there. Yeah, they playing the East would hit you with the, with a, a sensational big play, hmm. and then they'd have three straight three and out possessions. Yeah, um, Rockwall consistently has moved the football against every team they've played this year. Not only do they have the elite playmaker in Jackson uh, Smith-Najigba, the Ohio State commit, but they've got an elite trigger man, Mm -hmm. quarterback in Jacob Clark, the Minnesota commit. Yeah, The one concern that I have about Rockwall's offense is is the lack of a consistent running game. Mm -hmm. Uh, I think you do need that to keep the Allen defense honest because I think what's going to happen in this game is the Allen pass rush. They're just going to pin their ears back. And just try to get after Jacob Clark mm-hmm. because Rockwall does not run the football uh, particularly well.
0: Yeah, that's going to be the that's going to be the key. said they've got to find some semblance of balance if they want to win this game. Um, I think it's a fascinating matchup. I'm really really excited about it. Um, and I think that I think you're right. I think like all we want to do is see Allen take different kinds of punches mm-hmm. because they've played a game. They played a team with a great defense, right? And they've beaten them. They smothered them. I don't think they've played a team with an elite offense. Rockwall is an elite yes, offense.
1: Absolutely. I, and, and Rockwall's going to have to, I think, steal possessions. Because yes. Because I don't think their defense can stop. No, I don't think they, they can either. Offense. They've got, they're going to have to recover onside kicks. They're going to have to go for fake punts. I mean, they're, they're going to have to throw the kitchen sink at Allen to, yes. to to win. And then, you know, we'll see what happens in the fourth quarter. If it's a ball game in the fourth quarter, we're, we're going to, I think, get finally get our, our look at Allen to see how they handle being, you know, being in a ball game for four quarters I agree. not been all year.
0: Excellent, excellent pick down there. All right, my second pick of the week. Let's go to let me pull up texasfootball.com slash playoffs, where we've got everything you need for Texas football playoffs. I'm I'm gonna go there and I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna tell you why the noon game on Friday at NRG Stadium yeah. is uh, needs to be on your list. Uh, Huntsville and Manville.
1: Girl, Max Thompson's gonna be there for that
0: game. Um yeah, and Max love surprise hugs. Um. Huntsville and Manville is uh, so interesting to me for a bunch of reasons. I think if this was, I think if you take away last week, I'm super interested in this game just because of the stylistic matchup. That Huntsville is a bruising defensive team.
1: They're, they're brutal defensively. They, they're really good defensively. They are
0: excellent defensively. That they seem to be that kind of team that can take away the thing that you do best. Whatever you do best, they're going to focus on that, and they're going to make you do something else. Mm-hmm. Um, their defense is incredible. Their offense is good, not amazing. It's good. They don't. They don't need it to be great.
1: No, their offense is there to not turn the ball over. Exactly. And score about twenty-seven. Twenty-seven points. points. Exactly. Right. This <laughs> is the... Huntsville feels like they can get twenty-eight. They're they're, gonna, they can win any game. Yeah. So then you've got Manville. And
0: Manville is a team that, look, they've got big play offense. It looked, I mean, great running game this Great year. running game. They look, in a lot of ways, you, you shift the run-pass split a little bit this year, but like essentially they, they look a lot like they did last year. Yeah. They really do, which is a credit to Kevin Hall and what he's done to be, to be able to continue that, that when you reload like that, that's a
1: very young team. A very
0: young team but they have been great. So, so there, there's that. Just take that and, and, and put that, you know, and, and that alone would make this interesting. What makes this super intriguing is the fact that uh, Manville played with fire last week. Manville played yeah. seriously with fire with a team that, in Barbers Hill, that can't stop anybody. Yeah. They can't stop anybody, but does have a good offense. And to me, that like if, if Manville's going to need to score 62 points to win a game... They're going to you 're not scoring sixty two against huntsville no. i 'll tell you that much, and that 's why I think this is a stylistic nightmare for Manville, yeah. really and truly. I start looking at this and I go, I think Huntsville's going to win yeah. like I think that that defense is going to be able to pin their ears back they 're going to be able to get, get to, to, to stop the run if they stop the run, which is you know again, the thing you do best, Manville runs the ball best. I think they're going to load up, stop the run. They're going to make the co- they're going to make the passing game. Beat Absolutely,
1: up. that's that's the plan. And you know what's what's struck me about Manville this year is defensively they're just not. Manville wasn't a great defense last year, but they were a good defense. Yes, and I would say right now Manville defense is probably this is probably an average defense for. Them. I would say right now. Uh, you know, and I think this is going to come down to uh, I, I think if Huntsville keeps this game under thirty, mm-hmm. keeps this game in the twenties, that is a huge advantage for the Hornets. Uh, Manville I think if, if if you could you could look at the score and I, I can tell you who mm-hmm. won the game without seeing the team. If it's 28-21, I know I'm who won. Huntsville won. Yeah. I mean yeah, if it's 48 49 40, 49 40 Manville won. Manville won. I just say that, that's the, the the thing that got to keep the, the sweat kid for Huntsville. Huntsville's got a great defense overall, but you throw they have an elite playmaker in, in the UT commit and sweat. Mm-hmm. Um, I think he really is is kind of a difference maker guy, but they've got a lot of guys. Great great they'll be able to match up a Manville's team speed, I think. Yeah. So, I mean, I'm, the folks in Huntsville are super excited about this team. There is going to be a big crowd uh, coming down I forty five for this game, and it'll be it'll be a fun atmosphere at NRG. The
0: one thing I will say is that if there is, if you believe in the idea that you have to have played in a big game to, um, they have to have played in a big game to um, to win a big game. Manville's played in big games.
1: Manville's got the huge edge in experience. Huntsville hasn't.
0: No. Huntsville hasn't been here before. No. So that's the it's advantage. So, so, yeah, I like that. The um,
1: environment and energy is not going to yes. uh, overwhelm Manville at all.
0: I think you're right. Okay, let's continue in a way that we definitely did not just take a break to change batteries in the recorder. Absolutely not. Um, all right, so I just took uh, Manville and Huntsville. Right. What is your second pick?
1: I'm going to stay in the Houston area. I'm going to go with the 5A game. As well. It's a great
0: week in the Houston area.
1: Uh, Friday at Tomball IST Stadium. Unbeaten Fort Bend Marshall taking on A&M Consolidated. Mm-hmm. Really underrated game, if you ask me. This game is not getting enough talk. Because I think that, uh, the a Consolidated defense, much like Huntsville's defense, is kind of where they thats where they hang their hat on. This is a really good consolidated defensive line. I think they've got a big advantage over the Fort Bend Marshall offensive line. Mm-hmm. But the, the question is, can that defensive line advantage be enough to contain the dazzling array of skill talent that James Williams' squad has at Fort Bend Marshall? I mean, you've got, you've got Malik Hornsby, who was unreal last week. Malik Hornsby, in Marshall's 53-15 to 15 win over Santa Fe, threw six passes, completed them all for 174 yards and two touchdowns, and he also ran for 80, 80 yards and two touchdowns, and then he was quickly out of the game. As the game got lopsided. So
0: quickly. I watched, this game was on Texan Live, okay. and I watched, I was sitting at Mesquite Memorial Stadium, um, watching Van in Athens, and I had this on my computer. interested to hear your take on Fort st- Streaming that too. I watched five minutes of that game. Okay. Okay. They're already up 12 nothing when I tuned in. I will say their kicking game gives me a little bit of pause.
1: The offensive line, their kicking game are two, two weaknesses. Two weaknesses.
0: Okay. But in any case... I'm watching this game. Marshall's up twelve nothing. Santa Fe has the ball. Santa Fe throws a pass, and I don't remember who it was, but a Marshall defender makes a dazzling interception, gets a couple of blocks, returns it to like the nineteen yard line. Great play. Literally the next play. Malik Hornsby takes the snap. He's got decent protection, decides to step up in the pocket, decides to run. He's running. He is three yards past the line of scrimmage. He pump fakes. A linebacker jumps. He zooms past them. It is so very abundantly clear that he's the fastest player on the field by a factor of (laughs) ten. He scores a 19-yard touchdown, and I closed the window because I didn't need to see anything else. We're good. We're good here. I said, "Okay, I know about this team now. This team is incredible. And this team—I mean, remember, this was a team that beat Manville without." Malik Hornsby. Yeah. They were playing basically... They were, I mean, whenever you have a situation like that where you have a guy who, in Devon, Devonish, a chain, who is basically a running back that they are sitting back there at quarterback, yeah. is what happened. Adding Malik Hornsby basically adds two players because you get a chain in his normal position at running back, kind of this slot, kind of scat-back type yeah. guy that they like to throw the ball out of the backfield. And then, by the way, you're adding one of the best quarterbacks in the state.
1: Yeah, who can throw the ball very who well. Who
0: can throw the ball. Yeah. Forbid Marshall is incredible, and that's why. But I think that Consolidated... Consolidated is going to be able to, to score. Like, yeah. Caden Fedora... And Brian Darby, that
1: offense can put They can points.
0: ball. Yeah. And that, that, that's what makes this interesting, is I do wonder if this gets into a game where... Um, if this gets into a shootout, like, Marshall... As much as Marshall scores, like, they basically only played one real shootout. That was the Manville game. And they can be vulnerable to that. We've seen...
1: That, and if their kicking game is struck, is not on point You don't know and Then you start giving points away In these close games That could be a factor I think Marshall wins the game Yeah But I do think Col- I think Consol pushes them in a, in a way that they haven't been pushed Since the Manville game I like so that a lot I think they'll be pushed and, and It's a fascinating matchup I want to see Consol's defense How they match up against that Marshall offense
0: So It's an excellent pick There are two games that I want In the same region And we're going to see if I can get them both I don't know if I want to go for what I think is going to be the better game or what I think is the better storyline. I'm going to go for what I think is the better game, the more interesting game. Let's go to McLean Stadium in Waco, Matthew. Mm. Saturday at 2 o'clock, where the Lufkin Panthers will take on the Frisco Lone Star Rangers uh, in a game that, for as great as Lufkin has been, I don't know if they've seen a team like this. Yeah. This is a, um, this is a Frisco Lone Star team that will not wow you offensively. In fact, they're good enough. You yeah, the, the, good enough right. is basically the nicest thing I can say about them. They are good enough. I think Julian Larry, their quarterback, is solid.
1: He has moments, but he has also moments, has moments where they struggle. They are
0: a team that you never know what you're getting offensively, but that defense. Is ferocious. Very good. Their defense is ferocious, and Lufkin. Oh, Lufkin, my sweet baby Panthers. They are a team with a switch, mm-hmm. and when that switch is turned on, I think they might be the best team in the state. Yeah, I think they absolutely. might be the best team in five A. When that switch is turned on, and when that switch is turned off, be you know. And you can tell, and they start struggling. They were who'd they play this past week? McKinney North, McKinney North,
1: at home, at A. Martin.
0: You were th- no, you you went to left. I was for in Garrison. Lufkin Saturday, yes. but it wasn't. Uh, I,
1: I, I got I got I learned plenty about the Panthers talking to some of them. They
0: teams. are a team that has yeah. lapses that they don't turn on,
1: but yeah, mental lapses. I mean, you look at their schedule and you look at some of their scores, not just the first half against McKinney North. They they, toy- they played with their food against uh, Tom Ball early, early, earlier in the year. They played with their food against Magnolia. And they have a seven point win over Magnolia, an 11 point win over Tom Ball. And, <laughs> the, and then they, for a half against McKinney, McKinney North, looked terrible. They're, they also they're
0: have... a team that putzes around yeah. sometimes.
1: And they also, they beat Magnolia West 31 to 7,
0: they beat the tar out of Magnolia West.
1: They beat, tar out of Col- they beat the
0: tar out of college station, and they took Longview to the wire in Longview. Yep. That's a 6A team. This is a team that when the, when the switch is turned on, I don't think anybody can beat them. But what happens when you play a team like Lone Star? Because I will tell you, Lone Star is a good enough team that if you do not start the game with the switch turned on, you're going to lose. Yeah, They're going to get up 14 nothing, and you won't get to 14 points.
1: Absolutely. So, the real comp that we talked really about Lufkin, and I was telling you this off the air. Lufkin seems to be one of these rare teams that plays better away from home. In hmm. the three most impressive wins that they had, Magnolia West, College Station, and then the two, three most impressive games, mm-hmm. and then the loss at Longview, they were all on the road. Yeah. And then the times where they, you've gone, looked look at their results and go, huh, at home against Magnolia, only 1 by 7. At home against Tom Ball, only 1 by 11. At home against McKinney North, in for a half, Looked like this was going to be uh, a shootout. Mm-hmm. They, they, they credit to Lufkin in the second half. They outscored North, I think twenty eight to nothing, put the game away, and did what they had to do. But I wonder if going on the road, playing this in Waco at McLean Stadium, will be good for Lufkin. And if we see one of those flip switch turned yeah. on games, they're, they're gonna, yeah. it's going to need to be on this game. It cause will cause be Lone Star is good enough to beat them. No, North, I don't think is good enough to beat them. No, here's Lufkin, a, yeah, Lone Star, Lone
0: Star is, is. is. Here's the thing: thirty five. If, if 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 Lufkin gets to thirty, they win. If Lufkin, if Lufkin is a 30, they Thomas win. Lone, in that offense. Lone Star does not have the firepower to outgun them. But...
1: And Lufkin's defense is really good. Lufkin's they're, defense... they're dialed in. Yes.
0: So. Again, it, it's a team, again, it's a whole thing that when this team is locked in, I'm not sure anybody's beating them. Yeah. But that's a huge game, Lufkin and Lone Star going on. Um, that's 2 o'clock Saturday in Waco. What's your third pick?
1: Greg, I would like to interest you in a game hmm. that is being played at a stadium that has not hosted a varsity football game all year. A game that has
0: not hosted a varsity football game. It's not a college stadium.
1: stadium. May I interest you in Kendale versus Paris at Ron Poe Stadium in McKinney? Oh, really? Yes. So so for those of you who don't know, McKinney opened up a palace this year of a stadium. Mm -hmm. um, And it it was used uh, for all of the McKinney ISD home games this year. Mm -hmm. While the old stadium, which is a very nice old stadium, Ron Poe Stadium, uh, was not used for any varsity football games this year. That is bizarre. Um, But mckinney's new stadium is not hosting any high school playoff games this year because they are hosting the division two ncaa championship this mm-hmm. year uh, so they decided to in order to make sure everything works right with the ncaa the stadium's still fairly new get all the kinks worked out beforehand so no high school games So kennedale and paris decided hey mckinney looks like a pretty good location let's just play at the old place mm-hmm. which has a nice press box nice locker rooms it's a nice stadium so kennedale and paris will play friday night at ron post stadium in mckinney in a game that I think is really intriguing because of the of the styles. This is this is almost looking in the mirror type game. Mm-hmm. Both of these teams run the wing T, they have super good athletes at the skill positions, mm-hmm. they're super fast and super physical on the defensive side of the ball. I think it's just a matter of which team is literally gonna out physical the other team. My gut tells me, and I've been high on this team all year. I think Paris wins this game. Really? I think the Paris defense has been Really, really good this year. That is, and Kennedale's defense, I think, has been a little shaky at times, especially against good offenses. And I think the Paris Paris has got a lot of weapons. They don't just, Dorian Williams is the main running back. They rotate five or six backs in there. I think Paris is going defense is going to be keyed on DJ Curvin. They're going to try to slow him down and force Kennedale to throw the ball. And I think Paris has the athletes in the secondary to get it done. Don't
0: disagree with you. Here's what I worry about what I worry about with Paris. Is that Kennedale has the kind of offense that you have to be very disciplined to stop, Absolutely. and Paris has not been the world's most disciplined team this no, year. That
1: is the biggest concern about Paris is they they have lapses, mental lapses, and they even even in their I think the most impressive loss of the year was the Argyle yes. game. Paris went to Argyle, <laughs> turned the ball over seven times, and had seventeen penalties, and lost to Argyle by eight. game, yeah. That's hard to do. So that just shows you how good Paris can be if they ever play a clean game. And I think they did play one clean game against Salina, and they absolutely destroyed Salina. Mm-hmm. So they're capable, but is are they consistent enough? Kennedale definitely more consistent. I think Paris is a little more talented. So I'm really intrigued to see how this game turns out. Because I think Paris, this is going to be kind of crazy, if Paris gets past Kennedale and plays La Vega next week and plays a clean game against La Vega, they can, they can play with La Vega. Yeah. There's not many teams you can say that about in 4A. Right. Paris is one of those teams. Interesting. So, but the question with Paris is, is can they be consistent? I like it.
0: I like it. So here here's where I'm at right now because I'm in a weird spot. Okay, Because I feel like there's a bunch more games I want to take, but I've only got two more picks. And I need to be really smart about this. Games, I need to be really smart about this. But I also... Here's the other thing. So I've got two 5A games. Two 5A... Yeah, two 5A games. I want at least one more 5A game. I've got a 3A game. And I don't want to be big... I don't want to be big school butthead. I want to have, have a small school game. So let's go... Did I take a game from them last week? Maybe I did, but I don't care. Two o'clock Friday at Mer- M- Meredith Memorial Stadium in beautiful Minola, Texas, oh, yes. where my grandmother's from. Minola. It is Jefferson taking on Malakoff. Two o'clock Friday. A nice little matinee there out east. I- I'm taking another another. I'm a three. I'm exclusively a three A and five A guy. Forget six A. I'm out on six A. Uh, I want these two teams. So. Jefferson and Malakoff is really interesting. Speed, 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 oh, yeah, speed, 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 East speed, Texas. speed. Come Everyone's on. gonna run. Everyone's gonna run. If you haven't seen Jefferson, um, they are a bona fide three division one title contender. I Absolutely. think TQ Jackson, their star receiver. They've got this little tiny T ninety fits in your pocket running back named D Black, who is awesome and took over the game I saw in their opener against Pittsburgh, which, by the way, you talk about a win that has aged well. The they went Pittsburgh. to Pittsburgh in the opener and kind of beat the brakes off. Yeah, them. it wasn't close. I mean, they, and they, they, they dominated that game. That's a game that's, that's, um, that's aged well. Jefferson's got tons of talent. On the other side, Malakoff is a team that I think is rounding into form. Andreas Garrett, their running back, has been great. They have a number of weapons. They exploded offensively last week. And if they do that, they've got a shot. They are. This could be a home run hitting contest. I really think that this is the kind of game that it wouldn't surprise me if it gets into the 40s. But I think this is a really fascinating game out east. If you're looking for an East Texas game, get to Mineola on Friday afternoon uh, to, for Jefferson and Malakoff. Um,
1: One thing that worries me about Malakoff is when they've played good teams. Yeah. The, the, the Kemp game, yeah. right, right at the end of the regular season, they lost that game. And I just wonder, you know. I think Jefferson's a better team than Kemp. I think You're so too. About Malakoff against elite competition this year. The other th- but the,
0: here's the thing though. Jefferson ain't been here before. You know what I mean? Jefferson does not have no. the Now Malakoff lost in the first round last week to Eventual State last year to Eventual State champion Rockdale.
1: In the year before Malakoff went to the semis yes. and lost to Yokum. So they've they, got, they, they got the experience. Integrity.
0: Jefferson, it's still kind of flying blind. It's still kind of yeah. new for them. I think
1: they made the playoffs last year. I think they did, not I like think they lost one, in the first, maybe. Yeah, it, it, first or second round, yeah. they didn't make a deep run. So
0: if there's a pedigree advantage, it belongs to Malakoff. But if there's, honestly, like, I'm, I'm not, this is not a disrespectful thing to say. I'm, I'm just saying, honestly, I think if you're going from a pure talent perspective, Jefferson's the team. Absolutely. So I'm really interested in this one. Like, can Jefferson hold it together? And and put you know put together four quarters because they'll probably need it against a good Malakoff team. I'm really interested in that one. Three A Division it's tough one. road for
1: Jeffersons. They, they get past this game. Mm-hmm. they are looking at Gladewater. I know. Week. It's I mean that's a that's they a brutal been, brutal game. We might ritual. be talking about that game next week. We may be. Your fourth pick. All right, I'm gonna go three A and I'm like glad you game. didn't take this game. Crap. Because I'm taking Abernathy and Childress. Dang it! it sorry, I great. thought about this. Uh, Abernathy and Childress Friday two o'clock at Dick Bivens Stadium in Amarillo. Beautiful. Dick Bivens Stadium, in Stadium in Amarillo. Uh, the Abernathy Antelopes are about as hot as anyone in the state right mm-hmm. now. I mean, they had the one loss to Wellington uh, earlier earlier in the year. Their quarterback Bryson Daly didn't play in that game. That offense, that as physical as any out in West Texas, and they've got an elite playmaker in Bryson Daly. They they, they, they rolled last week against Anthony. Had, you know, Anthony was out, outmatched, and you know, Abernathy did what, did what you do to outmatch teams, winning sixty eight to twenty one. Um, they're gonna get tested this week. So Childress is a really, really good team. Childress is my pick to get to the state title game. Yeah, and I'll tell you, Greg, for a half, I was really worried. Yeah, they were down. Ballin- and don't get me wrong, Ballinger's solid. Mm-hmm. They finished seven and three, they, but they were third place in that district behind Cisco and Merkel. Mm-hmm. This is not a, a world-beating Ballinger team. No. It's a good Ballinger team, but not a world beater. <coughs> and for a half, Childress struggled. They were down nine to seven. Now credit to the Bobcats, they outscored Childers thirty-five to seven in the second half, and pulled away to win forty-two to sixteen. But since that Canadian loss, since that Canadian loss, Childers hasn't played great. No, they. Now I will say, I'm a li- I feel a little bit better about their ten-point win over Spearman late in the regular season because Spearman actually, what they did to Cisco. But I need to see that that elite Childers team that I saw because I think at this point Childers, if they continue to play like this. They might get beat this week by Abernathy is good enough. Abernathy is to beat. absolutely good enough to beat yeah. him. Now, if they come if they come out, and they tool around. It's over. Yes, Luke Luke Latimer had had another huge game, five total touchdowns, three hundred seven yards. But I think the supporting cast for Childress is going to have to step up a little bit more this week because Latimer cannot get it done by himself. I think right. he's going to need a little help. That defense um, is going to need Isaiah uh, Isaiah Darter, Stephon Harris. That defense is so going to need to step up because they're going to have to keep Daly in check. Because I think. Daly is good enough With his ability and that, that physical offense to, to really test Childers So Yeah I think we're I think this is a crossroads week For Childers mm-hmm. I think they're either going to lose I, I think it's one, one of two extremes here mm-hmm. I think they're either going to lose Or they're going to They're going to Put the foot on the gas And blow Abernathy away And be like Okay Childers is back I, I don't think we're going to see Any kind of middle ground here I think mm-hmm. one, It's a crossroads week for Childers So I agree Interesting to see how it works out
0: I agree Okay crap man Sorry, it's bro. such a good week it's such a good week because I'll tell let me tell you what I'm not taking and by not taking it I'll tell you like I'll tell you like that's me getting other picks I'm not taking North Shore and Dickinson even though Dickinson impressed the heck out of me last week yeah. and I think they, and I think they could North Shore has been great and North Shore has given me no reason to doubt that they're getting to a title game this is their biggest test since Katie I think you're right yeah. this is a huge game I'm not taking that this is again my way of taking other games um, I'm not taking. Dang it, not taking a lot of games, but like I'm not taking Hutto and Angleton, but Hutto and Angleton's super interesting too because I think I think Angleton's got the got the horses to that that if Hutto wants to get in a shootout, Angleton's one of those few teams that has the weapons that can match him score for score. No, instead, I'm gonna stay. And I'm gonna pick a, a game in the same dang region that I've already picked a game. Because how often do you get a guarantee that one defending state champion will lose? Let's go to where is this game? Um, let's go to. uh
1: You're back to McLean Stadium, aren't you?
0: Is it? Is that McLean Stadium? Yes. No, I'm going to Waco. Oh, it's at Waco ISD. But it's at Waco ISD. Wow. Down the road, spend the day and spend the day in Waco. It's a good day in Waco. Two o'clock Saturday, same time as Lufkin Lo- Lone Star. The undefeated Highland Park Scots will take on the defending 5A Division II state champion College Station Cougars in a champion versus champion match um, that is really intriguing for a number of reasons. I think. College Station going to Petite and the game got hairy late cuz Col- Petite scored with like a minute left to close it to within a touchdown or like yeah. close it within a score. That game was not as close as it as it as it ended as a as score run.
1: For the second and third quarter, it was close in the first quarter. Mm-hmm. Second and third quarter College Station dominated.
0: They owned that game. Yeah. And then the fourth quarter got a little bit hairy but they ended up pulling out a win on the road. That is super impressive. And to me, like, we knew their defense is pretty good, right? We knew they had a defense that was pretty good. And it really was, for the most part, in their, game, their win over Petite. If that offense is going to start lighting people up, if that offense is going to start rounding into form, that's, be a really tough that's a problem for everybody. Because they were really, really solid last week. Uh, and if that's if that's the new norm, if that's a different gear that they've hit, um, you got to watch out. Because... That offense was excellent last week. They ran the ball well uh, with Colby Cashin. Uh, their quarterback, Brandon Williams, was excellent. This is a team that may be running in a form. So then here's Highland Park. And Highland Park is the model of consistency. Yeah. Every single week, it's the same thing. Now look, they were not... They weren't great last week. They weren't sensational against Independence last week. Frisco Independence. An overmatched Frisco Independence team. They weren't great. They won. But that game was like 14-14 at one
1: it point, I want to say. Yeah, it, Park pulled away in the fourth, but it was...
0: It was close. Yeah. If they come out and lay that out there against College Station, they're going down. Yeah. Uh, now, look. I
1: didn't they, expect them to.
0: They but. have been great. Uh, Chandler Morris has been exceptional. Uh, their receiver core has really it really kind of you know exploded in a way that we didn't expect. The defense, I think, has been largely pretty good. Prince Dorba has... has, Prince
1: Dorba's uh, elite player. He
0: emerges as an elite defender. This team is still, in my opinion, a lot closer to the 2016 team than they were the 2017 team. In the end, they go as their defense goes. But here's a College Station defense that is really good and can match you stop for stop. I think I ended up taking Highland Park.
1: Yeah, I, I, I I went with Highland Park as well.
0: But... I if you want to tell me, if you want to look me in the eye and you want to say, "Hey, Tepper, College Station's the best team Highland Park's played this year." I'm there, there's there's only a very small argument I'd make for it. Lone Stars may be in that mix. Rockwall. Rockwall's in that mix. Other than that, other than that, I mean, this is and th- by the way, those games were both close. those games were super close.
1: Could have gone either way.
0: They can be, and so this is certainly a game to keep an eye on. We will lose our second state champion this week, guaranteed. Mm-hmm. After Rockdale lost last week, we will lose our second state champion. Uh, this is a really interesting game that, um, again, what makes this interesting is that in a lot of ways, you would look back at this and say, okay, well, Styles make fights, and, and if, if, if College Station's got that defense, then if Highland Park's going to start scoring at a high rate, then it's over, right? Well, if this College Station offense is starting to hit its stride, watch. Yeah out i'm really interested in this one and i think i i don't have i this is one of those games i don't have a feel for i really don't that you could tell me that highland park went out there and smoked them and i'd be like oh yeah i could see that coming or you could tell me the college station came out won a game like 38 14 i'd be like oh yeah okay i believe I think it.
1: the way college station won last week really kind of threw this game into
0: exactly game. that's exactly what's gonna happen it. otherwise i mean if if last week didn't happen i would have said highland park Probably comfortably, but this makes it really interesting. Both both those by district uh, uh, results make this really interesting. So that's my fifth pick, Holland Park College Station. And finally, what's your final pick?
1: Send me down a Class 2A mm. for a really interesting Division Two game. Um, that I don't think it's getting much pub. But I think it's really a really intriguing matchup.
0: You, you might be going where I think you're going.
1: Munster and Love. Yes, sir! Yes. <laughs> I'll tell you what. Munster's the favorite in this game. Uh-huh. But, man... If you discount Love Lady at your own peril, mm-hmm. this is a team dropping down from Division One that went three deep last year. That is playoff tested. They are not going to be intimidated by M- Love Lady's gone against Refugio, Mart. They've gone against big time teams in Class Two A. So Munster being the defending state champs is not going to phase Love Lady in the least. No. Um, they got a lot of speed. They play physical. They're they're going to be a tough matchup for Munster. This Munster Munster has been very good, but they haven't been tested in a while. They, they, they I get, well, Winthorst. They, they got mm-hmm. the extra game against Winthorst at the end of the that's game. a weird.
0: That's a weird game though. Yeah. I feel like you can't really judge a ton by that yeah, because Munster's that did come was out really weak. Yeah.
1: It, was, it was a bad district. Their district mm-hmm. was awful. So, I'll be inter- interested to see how Munster handles a team. The first because this is really the first time that they've been tested that they're going to be tested like this probably since they loss lost to Childers. Mm-hmm. So, I'm super intrigued. I'll, I'll be keeping a close eye on this game because I think I think I'm putting this. I, I'm picking Munster to win. But I'm putting you on an upset alert.
0: I like that. That's an excellent pick. And, again, another game that I have my eye on that I almost took, and I'm glad that it got selected. So um, I think you're right. I think this has a chance to be a real low-scoring slugfest. I think this has a chance to finish 17-13. Yeah,
1: and it's a matter of which which offense can break a couple of big plays. Yeah. and I lovelady has got some big Love has got some dudes. So. They got some
0: dudes. So that's our draft. I took Gunner, Lexington, Huntsville, Manville, Lufkin, Lone Star, Jefferson Malakoff, and Highland Park College Station because I'm exclusively five A three A guy. Uh, Step took Allen Rockwell, Forpin Marshall, AM Consolidated, Kennedale, Paris, Abernathy Childers, and Munster Lovelady because that dude is a man of the people and took one in each eleven man so classification. I, everyone. I just I just I don't know, I'm a butthead. Uh, so this will probably be our last week of hipster games, I would say. After yeah. after this week, there's really no other hipster games. And even this week it's really you're like hey. This week's like oh, okay. Um, I'll let you go first because I kind of think you're going to take mine, and if you take mine, I'll find another one. So, all
1: right, uh, I'm going down to Class Four A for my hipster game. Dang Am it. I taking your? Dang that... it! It's already, 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 all right. bad start. Division two. Uh oh. Right, division one. I'm sorry, Division one. Oh, okay, no. Division one, Region four. Nope. A rematch. Oh. Lavernia in Lampasses. Hmm. A rematch of a game that La- Lavernia had to come back in and win. Uh, 52 to 50 in overtime earlier earlier in the year. Mm-hmm. Um, this Land Passes team is in, intriguing me. They're seven and four, but they're playing really well. They gave Liberty Hill their toughest game in district la- during the district play. I mean, they lost to Liberty Hill 55 to 27. But considering how Liberty Hill's been playing, top 27 is to not terrible. Yeah, um, This is a young Lampasses team that's really starting to find their footing. Their quarterback, Ace Whitehead, great quarterback. Elite name, elite name. Uh, he's playing well. He's when, when he does throw the ball, he's been very efficient. They've got multiple running backs they can use. And, I mean, how can you not love the Badgers? The Badgers and the Bears. This is a good mascot matchup as well. Mm-hmm. Um, Lavernia last week, Clayton Chadwick had a big game. But, man, for three quarters... Real Grand City, Gruya gave them all they wanted. Yes, they did. We were keeping an eye on that game Saturday evening, and I was like, is Gruya going to pull this off? Mm -hmm. And Lavernia pulled away in the fourth and did what a good team should do. But, you know the old saying, it's tough to beat a team twice in the same year. Yes, it is. Especially when when it was such a close matchup the first time. You almost think the odds are Lampasas may get Lavernia this Mm -hmm. one. So, um, I'm intrigued by this matchup. Because I think Lavernia, actually, I think Lavernia, I picked them to be in the regional final against Liberty Hill. But I'm really concerned. I think Lampasis may be ripe to pull the upset here.
0: I, I I like that a lot. Craig Way threw that on my radar too. He's like, this is a game you need to keep an eye on because Lampasis is a Lampassus is one of those te- teams. at the right time, and they're a lot better than their record indicates. Yeah. They it's them. Um, another hipster game that I'm not picking. Uh, Lorena and Liberty Ilo. Is a is another game oh, that yeah, I've got I'll my eye on. Best four and seven. That is a state that is it's the, them and Mesquite Horn are the best yeah. four and seven st- teams yeah. in in the state.
1: And I think Wake Conley and Pleasant Grove because Wake Conley is as baffling as it gets.
0: Waco, Con- I don't they know. They could
1: screw around and beat Pleasant Grove by three Waco touchdowns. Conley m- be Waco
0: Conley might might make it to the state championship game and then lose by seven hundred, yeah. and it wouldn't. It wouldn't surprise me. They are the most baffling team in the state. They have a win over Fairfield, right?
1: Yes. Um, they have two no, like they real. Beat, s- they beat Fairfield. And, no, they lost to Fairfield. They beat Lorena. That's it. The, they beat Lorena. that's it. They beat Lorena. That's it. They beat Lorena and they lost to Salado. Yeah. That. What, uh,
0: I have no idea. Okay, that's a great. That's a great pick. I am also going for a. I'm also going Region 4, Okay. I'm also, but I am going Division 2. Let's go to B County, to Beeville.
1: Lovely Beeville.
0: Lovely Beeville, Texas, where the sun is always shining. Crime-free. 7.30 p.m. Friday night at Beeville's Veterans Memorial Stadium. The Raymondville Bearcats will oh, take wow. on the Geronimo Navarro Panthers, and you're looking at this and you're going, this is Navarro, and they're playing a team from the Valley. Why are you even bothering me with this game? And I understand that. Because you are not familiar with Raymondville Because really Raymondville Is excellent
1: if, we, you know, For all the talk Of, of us, you know, Edinburgh Villa And Mission Veterans mm-hmm. being the two teams That could get the Valley Pass the third round
0: It might be Raymondville Raymondville's really good yeah. Guys um, They've got a quarterback who can take over games uh, the senior, Jacob Pozas, Who is uh, He's already a thousand thousand guy This guy is awesome and he can take over a ball game, and their defense has been really good. They get to the – they live in people's backfields. Yeah, they're,
1: they're experienced. I mean, Raymondville, I think, I think preseason had like 19 starters coming back. Yes. From a good team last year. This is a team that was, that was pretty good last year, and this is, this is kind, of, kind of their year. We saw them uh, at State 7-on-7. Uh, I think we watched them play a couple of games down at State Seven on Seven, mm-hmm. uh, and they they impressed us down there. As they well. they
0: rolled through what I think is actually a pretty decent district in Rio. With they beat Rio Hondo, they beat Port Isabel, yeah. who yeah. who got a, who almost nearly uh, won their game last week. Um, they've got two wins or, over Orange Grove. Uh, they've got a win over... Lef- Their the one loss of the year is the opener to Laferia, which another game that, by the way, has aged well for them. Yeah, Laferia is, I
1: think, 10-1. Lef- Leferia is really, really good. I need go this and that game, I think Leferia can win. Yes. So.
0: This is a... Battle-tested team. That if you look at Navarro, and I know Navarro's got the pedigree, right? Navarro is a team that you cannot, you cannot look. Don't sleep on the on Navarro because they're really, really, they're really talented. We're not burying them. This is a team that can put up points. This is a team that can score. But my question is, I think that this is a hipster game because there are going to be people who say, "Oh, it's a Valley team. Whatever, it's fine." This is a really good Valley team. Yeah. This is and, a really this good is team. Not a vintage Navarro
1: team. No, it's not. This is
0: a good Navarro team. But not great. Not, not like the last couple of years. And so that's my hipster game.
1: Keep an eye on uh, one of the best names. Another great name for Ravenville, Zarevian Armendariz. Mm. He's, he's uh, they're, they're kind of their playmaker out wide and on, on the defensive side of the ball. Uh, another guy at on
0: This this will be a, a, a fabulous game. I think it'll be a really interesting game and a huge test there in Four A Division Two Region Four. That uh, a
1: heads up. Am I, am I looking ahead to my picks? I'm I'm, I'm taking Raymondville. Horrible cast <gasps> <gasps> And the shocking thing, is, we'll give you a little insight since you're our subscribers. Mm-hmm. You probably know this since you're a subscriber. Uh, Jerry has Raymondville favorite in this game, mm-hmm. and also Padilla has Raymondville. Carl Padilla's uh, yeah, the, so all the 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 two major computer polls that are out there both have Raymondville favored favorite as well. So um, and by the way, crazy and, and
0: you, look at, you look at what they would be up against, they'd be up against the winner of Crystal City and Rockport Fulton. Rockport Fulton's a favorite in that one, I think. Um,
1: I like Raymondville's chances against Rockport that, Fulton. That's then a, they'd see Cuero.
0: And look, Cuero's...
1: Cuero's the big bad wolf. They are the clear favorite in Region uh, four.
0: So by the way, speaking of, um, as we kind of now transition into uh, BS talk at the end of the podcast, um, I do have to get out of here pretty soon. i got five minutes, but... Um, uh, another game I watched about five minutes of was Quero's Ooh, oh, opener Pearsall. against Pearsall, and
1: uh, God love you, Pearsall. Pearsall's got great taco stands.
0: Oh my God! That's why I went for that taco stand earlier. In the Quero, year. oh my God, yeah. guys, they're beating the brakes off people now, and they're 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 healthy. And they're dangerous, and, they're and, angry. They and wanna, right they now, go to okay. Other games, other games, keep it on, keep it on. All games, TexasFootball.com slash playoffs for that. But
1: Westmoreland. Oh, lots of coverage on on social media. We'll be all over
0: it. and Stark Sweeney is a real interesting game. Hey, Duncanville Lewisville. Duncanville Lewisville really interesting.
1: Cy, Cy, Cy Ranch and Westfield. Yes. Lots of
0: great. Games. Uh, we said Hutto Angleton. That's a big game. Um, Straight Jesuit and Westbrook. Yeah, I think a I, I think we're on different sides of this. I think Strake's going to get him. Strake beat him last week. I think. Sh- I mean, week
1: week two. Week two. Yeah.
0: I think Strake's going to get him again. Um, that's a, uh, probably a small upset the way that West been played, but I think they're going to get him again. Um, I think Flower Bluff and Sa- San Antonio Southwest is really interesting too. Yeah.
1: Veterans Memorial Harlan. Um, yeah. And Brenham. A good, interesting game. It about. is. It is a really a good week.
0: Uh, New Deal, Stanford, guys. It's playoffs. I mean, every game's great. Do you need to know where I'm going to be this week? Of course, we, uh, of course I do. Let's wrap so you it get up. To get it out of here. here.
1: Yeah. Uh, so sadly, no, no Thanksgiving. There's a six man th- Thanksgiving game. Yes, yeah, so Strawn
0: hosts. So God, God love Walnut Springs. Um, Walnut Springs um, is playing Strawn, and Strawn is probably the best six man team in the state. And Strawn. <laughs> Uh, they've, they that Walnut Springs does what you do when you're big underdogs. They flip for home and home, yeah. but now they lost. And they have to go too strong. And strong's like, let's team. play Thanksgiving.
1: Yeah. So if you're not doing anything Thanksgiving night and you're not near, you're near strong, go out and watch a six man game. I wonder if Mary's will be open on Thanksgiving. Ah, that'd be awesome. But that'd I don't be great. Think. Probably not be. Uh, so Friday, I will be in Abilene on Friday. Hmm? Uh, give our big country friends some love. Uh, Friday uh, Friday morning at eleven a.m. I've got uh, Azel and Lubbock Coronado. Interesting game. Basel was
0: really impressive last
1: won week. One ten in a row. They're, they're, they won t- at beautiful new uh, Wildcat Stadium in Abilene. My uh-huh. first time visiting that Ooh. new stadium. Then uh, Saturday, uh, Friday afternoon at Wildcat Stadium. The next game is uh, Odessa Permian and Arlington Lamar. So they're going to look at Mojo and Lamar.
0: The Permian folks are really, really. They're really getting um, kind of salty because the playoff game projections came out. Lamar is like a two-point favorite.
1: I think Lamar's a favorite. Sorry. For, I, I, I'd love to see Permian win as for the story. Mm-hmm. but eh, I think Lamar's, Lamar's probably really the favorite, did. yeah. Um, Lamar the, Lamar took apart San Angelo Central yeah, last week. Close they down. dismantled yeah. them. Uh, there is a third game at ACU, uh, Graham and Lubbock Estacado, but I will not be at that game. That's a really good game. I'm featuring that in the picks. I will be heading across town Friday night for... Decatur and Andrews. Is that Shotwell? Yes, at Shotwell Mm. Stadium. So never seen Andrews before. Get a good look at Andrews and Decatur. Another big upset last week. That was. Upset Dumas. Yeah, they did. That was a a 4-over-a-1 In Oklahoma? (laughs) In in Weatherford, Oklahoma. Uh, So that's my Friday schedule. And then I will drive back to Fort Worth Friday night. Jesus. Sleep for like four and a half hours. Jesus. And then get up early Saturday morning and drive to Houston for a doubleheader at NRG Stadium Saturday afternoon. Uh, the noon game, I believe the noon game, is Humble, Summer Creek, and Clear Lake. Sounds right. And then the 4 o'clock kickoff is Humble, Atascosita, and Leaf Hastings, who upset Clear Springs.
0: Really day. interesting. Another upset. Yeah,
1: yeah. that Hasti- Hastings is pretty good. They're not bad, yeah. David Martell's got a good, good ball He's done a there. good job. they got a couple. Colin Jackson, their receivers, really talented. They've got a big test against Atascosita. So, yeah, they do. Uh, we like Atascosita a lot. It's my first time seeing them. There were one loss of the year is to Katie in a game they probably felt like they should have won. Mm-hmm. So uh, really interesting. They were Actually, up they in that twice. Game. They, they lost twice. No, they didn't play North Shore. They're not in the same district anymore, but um, that's my uh, five-game oh, uh, schedule this weekend. Uh,
0: I've got nothing on Thursday except eating a bunch of food and falling asleep in front of the, cow- in front of the Cowboys. Um, Friday, I will actually go to a game. I wasn't going to, but Friday afternoon, I'm going to go because I'll be getting paid for it. Um, I'll be doing sideline reporting on KTXA here in DFW for the Alito versus Lovejoy game, so prepare to be underwhelmed by me.
1: Yeah, Friday night, uh, scoreboard. Decor. Friday
0: night, I've got football Friday and scoreboard. We go... Is um, this
1: the last Friday, or do you have one more? Friday after this,
0: one more Friday. We go three weeks Mm. deep in the playoffs, and um, and to give everybody an update on my personal life, um, baby is baby scorpion is baby scorpion is still due December second. I'm pretty much on. If you're not being paid, you're at home house arrest. Mm. So I get to go to a football game basically only because uh, I'm being paid for it. Uh, So yeah,
1: your better half is turbo pregnant. She's.
0: Very pregnant. She's extremely extremely pregnant. pregnant. Um, They they measured the kid it was like seven pounds and it's like oh my gosh my wife is tiny your, your lovely tiny. wife is a tiny woman she's a tiny woman so um, she's, she's about to pop but anyway the, that's the only thing I'm, I'm on but then I'm gonna be, be locked in for our friends at Texan Live who are doing yeoman's work
1: to, oh yeah you get to watch plenty of games um, oh, I'm gonna be locked in
0: my, my wife's gonna be like can we like hang out now that you're home like you asked for this this is what I'm going to do I'm going to sit in my office and watch like four football games at once because it's the most wonderful time of year uh, thank you for being a Dave Campbell's Texas Football Insider thank you for listening. Yes. Spending part of your day with us. Happy Thanksgiving. Thanksgiving. Eat a bunch. We love you very much. Step, thank you for your courage. Thank you. We'll see you next week on Step and Step.